This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. On the Morning Drive, one of your favorite former Rangers in... Er, yeah, I think he did. Certainly a former Yankee. Um, Rugned Odor uh, was designated for assignment yesterday by the San Diego Padres. How in the world are you going to remember him as a Yankee and not a Ranger? Well, it's a, There's that whole Joey Batista thing. Oh, I know. Right. Well, it's just because how much he... I was, I was going through my brain real... I was going through the Rolodex real quick in my brain going, okay, who all did he play for? And um, I knew, and I was thinking, I was thinking. He definitely Rangers. played for the Yankees. I'm yeah. not saying he didn't. Right, but How right. do you not remember? I know. I, I should have. Joey Bautista. I just didn't think before I spoke. It was his only that, hit of the year. <laughs> <laughs> I just remembered how dissatisfied you were with the Yankees when they signed him. I was never a fan. Yeah, but he, he cleaned himself up a little bit there with the Yankees. He used to remove the facial hair, and he looked—he looked different. Yes, he definitely did. <clears throat> he looked—he looked like a Yankee. I don't know if he can't say that he acted or played like one. He just looked like one. But well, he was there when they lost a lot, so yeah, he yeah. acted like he acted like one. <laughs> he acted like one. Yeah, <laughs> like a current one. Do you have a, do you do you have any idea how young or how old Rudnett Odor is? I would guess he's in his early to mid thirties. Twenty nine. Okay. 29, uh, but he's a 10-year veteran, so that means he started at age 19. But, you know, I, I was really, when I saw that last night, I was Should like... Should have stayed in college a few more years, apparently. Yeah, right, right. I, when I saw that, I was like, tw- he's just 29, and he's he may be done, but who knows, man, he, he's, you're allowed to go back down, kind of work on your craft a little bit. He's hit 210 with four home runs and 18 RBI in 59 games with uh, San Diego this year. But as a 10-year veteran, his career average is 230. He does have 178 home runs, though, and 568 RBI in 1,154 games. And he plays, he's played for four teams, including the Rangers. And Yankees and Orioles and Padres. And Padres. Okay, I'd forgotten about the Orioles. Okay. <laughs> uh, Robert weighs in with regard to the fittest city thing. And maybe this is why they're so fit, because they have to run from each other. But, and I have, and this is well documented, Oakland is one of the most dangerous cities to live in. Okay. Okay, so, you know, I've maybe. heard that before. Maybe that's what keeps them young, because they just, you know, they kill each other and, you know, weed it out and either have really old people or really young people. And wow. The really young people are fit. Wow. You went there this morning <laughs> at 6.33 this morning. Maybe they're just killing each other. Wow. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Stop. <laughs> maybe. 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 Um, take your thoughts and comments this morning on the H Flooring Center chat line. Paul Skeens, uh, Jamie's uh, signed with the Pittsburgh Pirates. He's the LSU baseball player, and he breaks the bonus record for signing with the, uh, with the Pirates. He was uh, the number one overall pick earlier this summer. In fact, earlier this month, he signed a very lucrative deal 
$9.2 million signing bonus. Um, that uh, breaks the record set by Spencer Torkelson, who signed with the Detroit Tigers in 2020 for $8.4 million. I wonder how Torkelson is doing. Not sure. I don't. That's not a very... It's not a household name. But Paul Skeens gets $9.2 million. Mm-hmm. What's your take on, on him? Do you think... Will that be? Will that turn out to be a great pick for the Pirates? He looks like he's going to be a stud. Yeah, so I, I would, I would think it is. Okay. Yeah, he looks like a guy that within a couple of years will be solidified in their rotation and be, you know, well worth the money. Uh, he is uh, per Major League Baseball dot com. I'm sure that you'll probably agree with this. Considered and excuse me, regarded as one of the best pitching prospects ever. That goes up there with Steven Strasburg, who was also a number one overall, but has struggled with arm problems. Yeah. Unfortunately for him. Unfortunately. He's had some great times, too, in the big leagues. Yes. But, yes. But, yeah. He's not. It's it's not exactly panned out for him like uh, like yeah. he thought, right? Yeah. And don't don't expect not to see Skeen's LSU teammates back in the uh, College World Series again next year and then the year after and the year after and the year after. I mean, they're buying up all the available free agents right they, now. They really, <laughs> <laughs> their payroll is some ballooning. Will they have, do you think there'll ever be a luxury tax on college sports teams? For <laughs> well, I mean, it just feels like guys are entering the LSU portal, meaning, hey, I'm wanting to see if LSU wants me. You know, yeah. I mean, I, I say that jokingly, Jamie, but... Do you, do you think and there were... TCU's not too far behind them with the additions that they've made. I guess the purple, color purple makes mm-hmm. it rain, right? Um, do, you, do, you think that, do you think that they would ever say, and I don't know who they are, you know, who's, who the governing body is, because it seems like, there's, seems like there's really no governor uh, on college sports rights now, right, right now. Do you think they'd ever say, you can, you can spend X amount per year as a, as a program or as an individual sport uh, for your your portal people, mm, I don't kind of like so. a salary cap kind yeah, of deal. Would that would, would that be a way to? I don't think so. I don't see it heading that way. I, I mean, I feel like all of this stems from the fear of litigation from the NCAA, from the student athletes, and if you're now putting a salary cap in, uh, feels like you're limiting them again. Mm-hmm. And again, they would be upset that well, there's no salary cap on coaches, and there's no salary cap on ads. Sure. So why should there be one on us? Okay, um, and you make a great point. Mm-hmm. And and then maybe some some would say, well, that's why we need a union, and that's what the, the Northwestern uh, football players were trying to do a few years ago was put together a union, mm-hmm. so that they could have you know rights and have their their things heard. Uh, Robert says this. Chuck and I were on the same wavelength, only I didn't put it he but he complained to my thought i complained your thought <laughs> but that's about, supposed to be complimented oh but he complimented my thought okay which one about the, the fact oakland. that they're just killing everybody in oakland oh, and that's okay. how they're that's how they're a fit city because they're just running away from each other i get it okay, okay. but i like the way that he said that he complained my thought I think I like that better than complimented my thoughts. We complain your thoughts all the time. Yeah, right. <laughs> People complain about me quite regularly. So it uh, 
just kind of is what it is. Uh, I just wonder what the fallout's going to be here for Northwestern. They fired their football coach, Pat Fitzgerald. They've now fired their baseball coach, Jim Foster. Now the university president, Michael Schill, in a letter to Northwestern faculty and staff said uh, they're going to have two additional reviews. These will be external reviews into the athletic department. Uh, They want to assess the culture of Northwestern athletics and its relationship to the academic mission. (laughs) You think those two are related? (laughs) Uh, The reviews are needed to ensure appropriate accountability for the athletic department. That does not sound like a ringing endorsement for the athletic director, does it? No, it does not. It would be... I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see if he survives all this. His name is Derek Gregg. He's not been there very long. And he he replaces a guy who who wasn't there hardly at all. There were complaints about him almost from the get-go. And so that guy left. And then Derek Gregg gets the job. And and probably Michael Schill is going, hey, I got to make sure this stink doesn't come back on me, too. Because he wouldn't be the first college president to lose his gig because of a problem with, you know, athletics. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. he maybe can get on the blower to West Virginia and talk to E. Gordon G. Although, or whatever it's E, is it E or L? Whatever it is, Gordon G. Gee, the president of West Virginia, who seems like a bit of a wackadoodle, uh, but I mean, he's got his own problems up there in Morgantown. Yes. You know, the whole Bob Huggins mess. Uh, Justin wants to know about the baseball coach. What happened? To, he was fired. Uh, he also has some bullying so, problems. And, yeah, it sounds like he was just a terrible human being. Yeah. 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 So all that all that uh, was really, really bad there at, uh, in Chicagoland. But the academics has always been a big, high priority for Northwestern. And probably <clears throat> they're probably going to get get that ship righted a little bit, which means probably not going to be so good in football moving forward. Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. All right, time for the stay in sports history. Today is July the 19th, 2023. Here is Jeff McGuire with the stay in sports history. A lot of old stuff today. Okay. Um, but when you hear them, you're like, yeah, that needs to be mentioned. 1909, (laughs) Cleveland shortstop Neil Ball completes the very first modern Major League Baseball unassisted triple play in the Indian 6-1 win over the Boston Red Sox. A year later, in 1910, Cy Young wins his 500th game of his Baseball Hall of Fame career as the Cleveland Naps beat the Washington Senators 5-2 in 11 innings. He is the only pitcher in Major League Baseball history to reach that milestone. Sounds like you're on the mark already with two legit kind of tidbits for us. And in 1920, Babe Ruth hits his 30th home run of the year, uh, breaking his own single season record. He would actually hit 54 throughout the entire season this year before breaking that record again next season. I'm juiced up ball in uh, 1920, Jamie. Or 1934? 1920. 1920. Maybe so. Yeah. Okay, so since we went like super old three in a row, Mm -hmm. let's hit the fast forward button. 1973, New York Mets future baseball Hall of Fame outfielder Willie Mays is named to the National League All-Star team for the 24th time. Nice. I think he would get one more, but I'm not sure about that. 
because he would finish in 70. That might have been his last year, 73. 1974, Cleveland Indians pitcher Dick Bozeman no hits the Oakland A's four to nothing. 1978, Jamie is going to give you some hope today. Mm. The New York Yankees start a historic 14 game back, 14 games back comeback with a two to nothing win over the Minnesota Twins at Metropolitan Metropolitan Stadium in Bloomington, Minnesota. Well, that was a good time. I, I have no hope for this year. Yeah. I'm trying. Yeah. <laughs> 1989, Cleveland Indians' Joe Carter hits his four, it's, has his fourth three-homer game. Man, he was, he, he was really good, obviously. I mean, he hit that home run for the Blue Jays. Touch them all, Joe. You'll never hit a bigger one. They won the World Series. And in 2022, in the 92nd Major League Baseball All-Star Game, the AL beats the NL 3-2 at Dodger Stadium in California for their ninth straight victory. Mm. It is National Daiquiri Day. You a fan of the daiquiri? On occasion. Yeah. Okay. It's not the main go-to beverage, but mm-hmm. it's not bad. Yeah. Happy birthday to the official official. Chris Sneed turns 54 today. 54. Okay. Benedict Cumberbatch is 46. Brian May from Queen and an astrophysicist is 77. Anthony Edwards, 61. Garrett Gilbert, 32. And LaMarcus Albridge is 37. And on this day in 1799. Going back on the Wayback Machine. Well, there. this is a big one. During the Napoleon during Napoleon Bonaparte's Egyptian campaign, okay. a French Schultz, a French soldier, discovers a black basalt slab inscribed with ancient writing near the town of Rosetta, about thirty miles east of Alexandria. The irregularly shaped stone contained fragments of passages written in three different scripts: Greek, Egyptian hieroglyphics, and Egyptian demotic. The Greek passage announced that the scripts were all identical meaning. The artifact thus held the key to solving the riddle of hieroglyphics, a written language that had been dead for 2,000 years. Mm. We know it today as the Rosetta Stone. And that is the Stan Sports History. Okay. Wow, how about that? I guess Napoleon was trying to get the pyramids for his... Kind of Napoleon was trying collection. to take over the world. <laughs> yeah, was, yeah. That was what his goal was. Yeah. Nothing short of that would have made him happy. Mm-hmm. Hey, he don't mention make... Napoleon in short. Same time, apparently there's some issues there. Okay. Uh, Willie Mays' last year was indeed uh, 1973. Uh, the Mets would uh, play in the World Series that year. But uh, I think they played in the World Series that year. Was it 74? Anyway, bottom line is... Uh, Mays' last year was uh, was 1973. Uh, let's see. This from the 8th Flooring Center chat line from our friend Dan in Dallas. He writes in, I hear that Jello is now a sponsor of LSU baseball due to all the Jello shots that were consumed at the World Series, Dan in Dallas. Mm-hmm. Do you... Let me get some NIL money that way. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I, never get, I never did ask you about that. Um, do you... 
Are you a fan of that because it goes to charity? Does it get way overplayed? I I don't know that it gets overplayed, but I, I that somebody else asked me the same question the same way. Mm-hmm. You know, I I just don't hear much about it. Where do you guys hear so much about? Oh it? man, I I it's, it, I I felt like that. I felt like on the radio broadcast we heard that a lot from Omaha. Okay. The and I just I I feel like there was some. And maybe it's like one of those things where once you start following a story, it, the the perception is becomes you see it all the time, and if you're if you if you're not exposed to it, you never hear about it. That may be the that may be the case. I wasn't necessarily looking for it, but it seemed like every time I turned around, I was getting the leaderboard of the of uh, the shots for the teams. Okay, but yeah, I don't. I, I just don't remember hearing it all that much, like like has been brought up, but. Um, I, I mean, I don't. I don't care. I mean, the people are going to drink in Omaha if they yeah. want to use it to raise money for charity too. Mm-hmm. Why not? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it. it uh, I mean, it's. Uh, it, it. It became kind of a, a big deal. I'm, I'm, and for that bar, man, that that turned out to be pretty good for them. Attracted a lot of folks. Sure. Yeah. Which I have little care over. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah right. No, I, I get that. Uh, somebody asked about Nolan Ryan being on that 73 Mets team. No, I don't think he was. Because uh, I think Ryan... By he was then, on the Angels at that point. Yeah, he was on the Angels. He was off to the Angels. Yeah, he was, he was not. I did a quick 71 look 71 was his last year with the Mets. Okay. All right. Thank you. Okay. I mean, they had some good players on that on that Mets team. I mean, Tom Seaver was on that team. He's... Pretty good. Really good player. Jerry Kuzman, John Matlack, um, Tug McGraw, who would go on to win a World Series with the Phillies. Um, was on that team. His son's a pretty good singer, from what I understand. Okay. That'd be an understatement, yeah. Yeah, that'd be, that was that was was a little bit. It was just a little bit of little bit of sarcasm. I kicked his coverage with his wife too. I mean, okay, I wasn't aware of that, but okay. Faith Hill. Is his man? Oh, okay. That's yeah. You're probably probably right. I did not know that that was his wife. I'm just I'm just not. Uh, I'm not up to speed on that stuff like I probably should be. Should you be, though? Yeah. Why? Some, some of that stuff. Well, I mean, just to... Well, who, which celebrities married to other stuff? Oh, no, 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 Why no. should you be No, up, no, no. Just that that, uh, I should be a little bit more aware of, of uh, McGraw's son because he's a country singer. We, we have some country stuff here, so should be just a little bit more aware. Okay. My... Yeah. <laughs> should be a little bit a little bit more aware that's that's all i'm saying it's just a, a little a little bit more aware um this only a portion of it right goes to charity considering the profit margin on a jello shot that bar made a killing yeah yeah no I, doubt, I, no I, I would i would agree with that there's there's uh, there's no, there's no doubt um there's there's no doubt that they they killed it so to speak uh 653 this morning here on the morning drive um also this kind of came up during tech talk yesterday I didn't really get the whole gist of it because I kind of came on to it. Somebody wanted to know if, if you're really a good rapper. And I I spoke up for you when I saw the Tech Talk guys yesterday. They asked about, you know, I said, yeah, Jamie, he can do it. Then they asked me if I could beat somebody else. I'm like, no, I'm, I'm not good at this at all. I'm not a good rapper at all. But, but you can do that. I wouldn't consider myself a good rapper. Well, I mean, amongst us. Okay. 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 And, so. and maybe in this in this building, I mean, no. If you're going up against <clears throat> some of the rappers of Marshall all time, Mathers. Okay. Yeah. 
Probably not. Probably some people <laughs> here in town that probably be superior. But I think in this building here, you would be, if we needed to send a representative to a rap kind of deal. <laughs> to a rap kind of deal? We'd send you. Here's McGraw's kid, right? So, see, His name would be Tim McGraw. Tim yes. McGraw. Thank you. I thought it began with a T. <clears throat> Tim Tug makes a heck of a lot of sense. Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Good morning with Jamie Lent, Jeff McGuire, and Chuck Hines. The Ace Foreign Center chat line is open if you care to comment on anything or offer your own commentary. Go to DoubleT973.com, the mobile app presented by Happy State Bank. Well, after everything is uh, settled, San Diego State is going to remain in the Mountain West. Remember, they'd put in their letter of resignation, and then they withdrew it when they realized the Pac-12 wasn't going to call them for the prom date. And... Then they responded and said, hey, we maybe, maybe we want to go out, you know, kind of deal. And so they now have been informed by the Mountain West that the school will remain a member. Uh, the school, though, will be responsible for covering fees. The conference expensed over legal work during a letter exchange with San Diego State about its possible withdrawal. Yeah, the really, really, really sad thing is here. What's that? Is if Texas and Oklahoma did the same thing tomorrow, the Big 12 would do the same thing. Welcome them back. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think there's any question. Sure. Would you, man, be, would, would, you be, would you be mad about that? I wouldn't be mad at the Big 12 conference. I would hate it, though. I mean, I would hate that they're coming back. I'm ready for them to be gone. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't be mad at the Big 12 Conference. That's a business decision. It's an easy business Easy decision. business decision. Yeah. Right, right. Uh, some have called when they, when they leave that it'll be a watered-down Big 12. How would you respond to that comment? Is that, is that just painfully accurate, or is that... Well, it just doesn't have the star power. Mm-hmm. That you had with Texas and Oklahoma in there. Mm-hmm. And I know BYU brings you some of that, but nothing like Texas and Oklahoma. As far as the level of play goes, I mean, Texas is, has been a, I mean, a paper tiger in that regard, right? Because sure. they, mm-hmm. I mean, they, they've been more about reputation than they've been actually about, you know, dominating this conference in any real sport, unless we're talking about swimming or something, you know, yeah. where they really do dominate. Um, so I don't know as far as Oklahoma goes, um, you know Oklahoma's been really really good in this football conference. Same time they were six and seven last year. So I don't know. It's probably fair, but I think it's more perception wise fair yeah. than actual truth to it. Yeah, because I mean, if you look at at uh, Texas basketball, um, I mean they've not been to a Final Four. They've not been to a national championship game since you have. Um, and it's been quite some time since they have. Same thing for uh, for Oklahoma. I, I think I think Oklahoma. You'd have to, you know, you'd have to go back quite a ways, twenty years probably, for them to be, you know, a Final Four team. So, you know, this isn't now, or has it ever been though, a conversation about basketball? No, the, but the comment has been used that when Oklahoma and Texas leave that the league becomes. It's a watered-down Big 12, and I just don't – I don't know that that 
while perceptually, yes, that's accurate, on the field of play, I don't know that that is accurate based on what Jamie just said. Right, but that's in a football conversation. I would tell you in a basketball In a basketball con- conversation, this conference has been about Kansas and Kansas only. If Kansas were to leave the Big 12, then the basketball would be considered watered down, even though I don't think Tech, you can say that. Kansas State, other teams have been good in the past. Oh, I don't think you could say that one. Baylor's won a national, national championship. From a national Texas perspective. Yeah, I, I don't I'm, just, I'm talking about from a competition standpoint. I'm not talking about the, the, the perception of it. I'm just saying when you say a watered down Big 12, I just don't think that's, I don't think that's an accurate statement. I would agree, but I also agree with what Jeff's saying mm-hmm. here. I think the people who are saying that are talking about football. Losing Texas and Oklahoma in basketball means nothing. True, but I, but I would even say in football, based on what Texas has not done, you know, I mean, all the coaches that they've gone through in recent years, yes, you can say Oklahoma because of what they've they accomplished with uh, Lincoln Riley and, and with Bob Stoops. Uh, obviously, they've... They've been very powerful in the league, and they've and, and and probably will continue to be. I I think we're arguing different things. You two are arguing different things here. You're arguing that the perception is not fair, accurate. He's arguing that it's not about basketball, accurate. And you're arguing with each other about different. Things. Well, I'm not saying it's about basketball. I. I I understand the comment was made about the, the the comment was made or is being made watered down Big Twelve is all about football. I mean, it's always all about football. We we all know that, but I just I'm just saying when you add BYU and when you add Cincinnati and when you add UCF, I'm not going to count Houston in that. It's just I think the I don't know if the league's going to be tougher. I just think I think you can make a case that it's tougher. From you're losing a team that top to bottom. That may be true, but you're all, you're losing a team that ran this conference from a wins perspective for the better part of 20 years in football. In yeah. football, yeah, in Oklahoma, mm-hmm. and the most dominant team in Big 12 history in football is Oklahoma, right? Yeah, that's fair. And you're losing their biggest rival and the yeah. biggest eyeball draw in the conference in Texas. Yeah, but again, that's. That's the perception part of it. That, right. Oh, Texas. The eyeball is draw. I can't disagree yeah. with you. I, yeah. I can't disagree with what you're saying. It's On just, the national stage, they don't know that Texas has just been mediocre for. Yeah. Well, the SEC the majority, gets a hold of them. Yeah, the majority of their years, football-wise. So anyway, San Diego State is going to stay in the Mountain West for now, I guess. Um, and the, the reason that they submitted their letter of resignation was all about money. They wanted to cut their exit fee from $34 million to $17 million. The only way they could do that is state their intentions prior to July 1st. The problem for them is, is that the Pac-12 and the media partners had yet to agree on anything past or for the 2024 season. Um, and so so they, had, uh, they had a problem. So the Mountain West held back $6.6 million. That's real money um, that uh, that they were holding back from San Diego State. The Mountain West held a board of directors meeting on Monday. Uh, they discussed that matter. San Diego State was not part of that meeting, and the $6.6 million was returned yesterday to San Diego State. Mm-hmm. So I, want, I wonder what kind of commitment. I wonder if they had to do a grant of rights. Um, I wonder what kind of commitment that... San Diego State had to do 
um, to make to, to the Mountain West so the Mountain West wouldn't feel like, okay, well, this is going to happen once the Pac-12 gets their, their new deal. Mm-hmm. But maybe the Mountain West would go, well, even if, if they leave now, they're going to owe us $34 million, so leave all you want. Sure. Sure, we'll take the money. We'll take the money for the, for the moment. Meanwhile, the Pac-12 uh, basically has come out and said that they will not announce a new media deal at their football media day, which is Thursday, or excuse me, Friday, which is on Friday. Um, they're saying now, uh, the Pac-12 is, we've seen folks come to the table that were not at the table six months ago. This is from The Athletic. The patience that the presidents and chancellors are showing is paying off because waiting is going to be going to result in better deals than the league would have gotten three, six, nine months ago. There's still no timetable for this. Remember, a year ago, at their football media day, the league said they had initiated discussions for a new media rights deal for uh, the 2024 season and when their deals with ESPN, Fox, and the Pac-12 networks expire. So they kind of put them on the self when they stated their intentions. You know, last year, they put themselves on the clock, maybe prematurely, by saying, hey, we're going to go ahead and take a look at our media deal. So then everybody's like expecting them to come up with something. Something, yeah. So maybe the, the if they had to regret something, they might have said to themselves today, maybe we shouldn't have said that. Because mm-hmm. and who knows? Maybe they anticipated getting a pretty good deal, or maybe saying, "Hey, we want everybody to know that we're ready to talk," um, so that they'll take us serious. Mm-hmm. But so far, they haven't they haven't gotten anything. And meanwhile, Colorado and Arizona continue to say that they're not doing anything with regard to conference realignment or moving until they know what the deal is, which makes good business sense, because why would you do that? Mm-hmm. Why would you leave a conference if you could end up getting something as good or better than what you would get going somewhere else? Although that seems unlikely, especially with UCLA and UC- USC leave, mm-hmm. you know, which are, you know, maybe and maybe you would say UCLA... I don't think you could say UCLA is the Texas of that deal. You certainly could say USC is the Oklahoma of that deal because they've certainly been dominant. But UCLA has struggled, struggled, struggled with football. Yep. So, anyways. There's been a couple of good years in there, but for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. They have not been equal to Texas in perception or even reality uh, with regard to their uh, athletic programs. So, I don't know. It's all very interesting, but I don't think we're going to get anything resolved this week. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Time now for Jamie's question of the day on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3. All right. All right, we're sticking with Big 12 football today. Mm-hmm. Continuing the conversation that we just had. Mm-hmm. I want you to get your crystal ball out. Okay. Jeff, I want you to write these down on Chuck's 72nd birthday. <laughs> We're going to review these. 72nd birthday. We're going to review these picks. 10 years from now. 10 years from now. Mm. Okay. 10 years from now, mm-hmm. who are the three teams in the Big 12 that you think will be <laughs> leading the charge in football? S- serious. Yeah. I, w- I want you to know who do you think is going to excel in this the year. upcoming Big 12. Okay. This year. In 10 years. In 10 years. Who is oh. going to be the team that's like Oklahoma oh, that is winning the majority okay, so of the championship? I thought you were just kidding. I'm sorry. You're, you're serious. <laughs> well, you said my second, second birth. I just, you threw me off. Okay. Um, 
Arkansas. Sometimes it is. Sometimes, sometimes it is. Uh, well, I, I, I'm not. Sh- Ten years from now, who's still going to be excelling? I, I think, I think the purple teams are going to be up there. TCU and K State. I think Oklahoma State's going to be up. I don't know about Oklahoma State. Um, I'm going to put the two purple teams as much as I hate to. I'm going to put the green team, Baylor, and I'll put the the Red Raiders in the top four. <laughs> so it's kind of a boring answer, isn't it? No, I just asked you to give us three teams. I know, and I gave you four. <laughs> well, yeah, because I knew if you were going to ask me where I'd put Tech, and I, I'd put Tech, I'd put, put Tech in the top in the top four. Who's your third? So both purples and who's the other one? No, uh, Baylor. Baylor. Okay. I was told to write this down, so I'm writing these down. Um, God help us if we're all here 10 years from now. Well, you two guys. Reach. Um, <laughs> ready? I'll be here. Texas Tech will be in the top of this list because you'll have your head coach for 12 years at that point. Let's and go. a continue rooting career. I hope it, you're right. With his the way he recruits, he wants to be buried in Lubbock, and you do that by being the coach for more than ten years. Let's hope he's not buried at that point. Well, not that that yeah. point, but if that's his goal, and I believe that is his goal, and the success that he has had, mm-hmm. Texas Tech will be at the top of this list. I will put Oklahoma State as second on this list because they've had a lot of success up to this point. Even with a new head coach, I do still anticipate them continuing their success going forward so mike gundy won't last the 10 years probably gonna retire before then even if he's still the coach i think he's gonna retire Mm -hmm. i would say no way yeah i would i would say no way too and number three on this list Mm -hmm. ucf i think they are the sleeping giant of the new group that has come in with the ability to recruit the state of florida and now being able to offer those kids in that area a chance to play in a power five conference and stay close to home plus the influx of money that they're going to be getting while already competing with those other schools in florida ucf is going to be the one that makes the big jump he gave you a really sensible answer really good stuff there (laughs) yes you just started listing off teams (laughs) i mean he was that that was well well said jeff okay so i guess the the when I thought this question up in my mind, I'm thinking teams that I feel like are trending in the right direction, mm-hmm. that have young coaches, that feel like they've got this NIL thing figured out, mm-hmm. whose facilities are really good, all the above. Okay. Okay. And so I I am with Jeff, and I think that UCF is a sleeping giant in this mm-hmm. conference. I think they're going to be the one, the new schools that gets the big boost. I think they have the potential to become a, a big-time program. So yeah. I'm going to go UCF, okay? I will include Texas Tech in that mix because, uh, as Jeff pointed out, I think you have – I truly do. I, have, I mean, I am – I've been sold a bill of goods before mm-hmm. and um, bought into it and was disappointed with the outcome. Um, but I, I just – I think Joey McGuire is going to be here for a long time. I agree with you on that. Absolutely. I, I think he is. I really do. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be disappointing if he's not, okay, for a lot of different reasons. 
Um, so that's two. Um, uh, Texas Tech is on my list as well. I, I'm not putting these in any kind of order, by the way. Okay. Okay, but I think Texas Tech is on the list as well. Number three on the list, I just think that the money that they have within the program, the um, um, the momentum that they have within their program, uh, I, I think TCU is going to be there as well. I think TCU is, is going to be a team that just – uh, stays near the top. They may be a little bit down this year, but I think when we're talking over the course of ten years, I think TC is going to be in the mix. That just that recruiting ground is is going to you know just continue to help them out being in the Metroplex. And I, I just I, as much as I hate to say it, I would love for them to go away. I just don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. Um, BYU was the other one that uh, I considered. So they would be just on my outside of my top three. Okay. When's the last time you were sold a bill of goods? And have I ever sold you a bill of goods? You don't have to sell them. You don't have to say it. It's just like you completely miss on a person. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I don't mean this to be critical. I really don't. Mason Molina. Wow. Okay. Mason Molina was an all-in, bought-in, loved being a Red Raider, um, great team guy. The news of Molina leaving shocked me. Understanding the money side of it, Mm -hmm. I'm not mad at him. I'm not, I don't, you know, I'm not like, I hope his arm falls off tomorrow or anything like that. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I wish him nothing but the best unless he's playing the Red Raiders and or whoever he's playing it affects the Red Raiders somehow. Sure. I hope it goes terribly for them if that's the him if that's the case. But that's a guy that I was shocked by a decision mm-hmm. that he made or whatever. Okay. Okay. So that would be the last time that I like thought one thing and it went completely completely different. Okay. Yeah. And I think we all feel like, hey, we can read certain guys, mm-hmm. right? Or certain sure. people. Mm-hmm. We have an ability to do that. Mm-hmm. Some may be better than others. Um, and you think one thing about a guy, and then all of a sudden you're like, he did what? You know? Right. Or, right. you know, he There's made what decision? Sh- becomes sh- shocking, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, and I'm sure people have thought the same thing about us. You know? Sure. Probably sometimes. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I thought Chuck was a man of the people, but then I found out. <laughs> yeah, I was having a conversation with him, and he just walked yeah, away in the middle of it. Away. <laughs> I'm and a man I, of the people. Yeah. I feel like I am. People with certain income level. Oh, yeah. that's not true. You give me a hard time about that. That's not true. All well, right, we you have fully admit you will drop any of us to climb to somebody else who's higher that walks into the room. Well, because I see you guys every day. I, you know, I see you guys every day. I try not to do that. I try not to do. That. I, I, you know, we all have our faults. I mean, God knows I've got. God knows I've got plenty. Um, you, you run to those people. I run away from those people. Well, I mean, it's kind of, uh, this from Andrew. Technically, he gave a color in two schools, referring to me. <laughs> yeah, ask you for three schools and said purple. Okay, purple. The, the purple teams. And a green team. Uh, Syntex Hank says this, Texas Tech, BYU, UCF, book it. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, this OSU is going to the dumpster after Gundy leaves. I think I agree with that. Um, I, that team right now just, 
They're so confusing to me right now. I just don't know what's going to happen. The whole school, right? I just don't know what's going to happen there. Uh, Robert says this, Texas Tech, BYU, and TCU will be running this conference. Uh, This, give yourself more credit. Perhaps we would have rejoined the Power Five now with Houston or back when TCU joined. Even at the worst scenarios, Tech would have found itself here. Remember, oh, this is regarding the Big 12. Remember the only Texas institution with Tier 1 law and medical on the same campus, Texas Tech. Yeah, that's, that's, that's very and, true. And so I guess we all would all take that, right? If if I were to tell you, hey, TCU's going to win a bunch of Big 12 conference championships mm-hmm. in the next few years in football, we would take that if you're like, but but so is Texas Tech. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, we'd take that, right? Sure. As much as we hate watching TCU win, mm-hmm. sure. There's a really bad taste. In the I almost throat. would say if it, over the next 10 years, TCU is going to win five if you get two. I'll take that. Because okay. we have none. We have none right now. We have none. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Thank you for being with us today on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com with Jamie Lint and Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines. It's Wednesday, the day the work gets done. Nice to have you with us. Thoughts and uh, comments, the Yates Flooring Center chat line. You can uh, give them to us audibly by calling on the visual edge it hotline do you like that audibly uh, okay okay yes. mm-hmm. okay we come to you this morning from the first united bank studio in downtown lubbock man i i gotta tell you today was the craziest day coming to work i think i've had um just i mean the nut jobs that were on the loop and i, realized, oh, I thought you were be finally pulled over over here trying to gun it down the the back road over mm-mm. here Mm-mm. Although it's in the back of my head now. I mean, I, I'm i I'm looking over at the Buddy Holly Hall parking lot and the Civic Center parking lot as I'm exiting um, the Marsha Sharp, you know. But I I have put my foot into it a little bit this week. But, man, getting getting on the loop uh, at Quaker this morning, there was, this guy wouldn't he, – he would not move. And so I had to gun it to get ahead of him. I had another guy coming up behind for me, you know. I had a slow – very very slow tractor trailer then had another guy that 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 that, you know ran me off the road too so anyway i don't know it's just it's just just really just really crazy this morning coming to work it's a tough deal man we're all pulling for you (laughs) thank you (laughs) i knew you would want to hear that um not really uh but i was just just Maybe oversharing a little bit this morning, but yeah, it's just a, it's just, you think about going to work at five forty in the morning that you, it would be nice and calm and peaceful, but it was anything but that this morning. It's highly mm-hmm. stressful. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, going back to our official discussion, uh, this club volleyball now has a purple card that can be used, issued to parents for excessive yelling, etc. The club is fined, and parents have been asked to leave on multiple occasions. It has helped quite a bit. That makes some sense. Uh, this from uh, Pepsi Man. Good morning, guys, from Dallas, Texas. I'm thinking about becoming a high school referee. That from Pepsi Man. He would be intimidating. He would. You know, mm-hmm. you would you would not uh, go up against him. Uh, this from Plus, he's uh, the world-famous Pepsi Man. Who would right. argue with him? Who would argue with the Pepsi Man? Nobody would. Uh, Except get- maybe the Coke Man. 
uh, those guys might get into it over shelf space, you know, at your favorite mm-hmm. convenience store. Uh, JL speaks truth. It is embarrassing and shameful to see people acting the way they do. Keep preaching it, brother. Okay. Uh, and I'm not here to tell you you can't like no uh, argue a call or whatever. No, I mean, just, there's uh, a way to go about it, though. Obviously, yes. Again, keep it to the actual basketball game. Mm-hmm. And if you're arguing every single call, let me just say you're that guy, mm-hmm. and you're not helping your team get calls. Right. right. If you are complaining all the time, and and I and I mentioned before, Chuck. It's not white or black. It's not rich or poor. It's all the above. It's also not just males. Right. It's women, too. The moms are ridiculous, too. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. It's bad. It's bad. <laughs> it's bad. I, I was going to ask you this. And I'm not saying they don't know the game or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, but some of you don't. <laughs> I'm both sides, both males and females. So figure it out. Uh, somebody says this, Chuck, didn't you get thrown out of a basketball game? I did, but that was, I mean, let me tell you how long ago that was. I don't even think I was working for this company then, and I've worked here 26 and a half years. My niece, whose game it was, I think she was in the fourth grade. She now has a fifth grader, okay? So all I said was, call it both ways. That's it. That's all I said. And I think he should be tossed for not being creative. (laughs) I mean... At least come up with something creative. In my, in my, in my, in my not so quiet, in my not so quiet voice, <laughs> during a free throw, call it both ways. I mean, it wasn't so long ago that I saw the entire stands at a friendship softball game uh, removed. Entire like stands. the the home plate of now there was a fight amongst the fans mm-hmm. and the home plate umpire basically pointed from one side swung his arm all the way around and ejected everybody out <laughs> love it and so they go fight in the parking lot oh, well we the the listenership for the radio station definitely went up that day sure, everybody yeah. had to hear what was going on that's right? good um but yeah it was like oh 15 20 minutes like a, a, a nice little 10 minute window there where we're like do I need to leave? Because he pointed to everybody. It wasn't just yeah. like fan, fan. That's it was crazy. everybody from here to there. Get out. Hey, yeah. the, the one question I was going to ask you. I've that, never seen that, but that's hilarious. I was going to ask you, what what's it like for tennis? Have you have you seen it get to that level yet? Um, the high school tennis, the club tennis that you've that you've experienced well, with your daughter. I mean, first off, there's usually at a tennis like at a tournament or at um, a dual match mm-hmm. between two schools. Uh, for the most part, there's just one official walking around. Okay, so kids okay. are calling it on themselves. The kids do it themselves, and um, you don't have parents like complaining about kids calls or whatever i think you you accept that they're kids and sometimes they're going to intentionally get it wrong and sometimes they're accidentally going to get it wrong and so i don't think you don't and plus it's parents you're not going to complain about kids right you know so you Mm -hmm. just you just there's not that much of that in tennis and again the official he really just wanders around and he the only time he says anything is if he sees something egregiously bad that he but, might change a call or whatever. Really, the official in tennis is there for, in, in youth is there for intimidation. Okay, okay. Um, if the, coaches and players and fans. No, no more, more, more the players. I okay. mean, like if the, if 
they're going to stand around and watch just to say, hey, somebody's watching, so you better call your lines right. Mm-hmm. Okay? Don't cheat. Yeah. Sometimes they'll do the footfall thing that you never call, almost never call on another player, but the officials will call that on a player. Okay. Because it's hard for if you're returning sure. from the other side to tell right. if a guy's right. footfaulting right. or not. Right. But the right. officials will call that a little bit. And then if there is a disagreement, whereas one player saying, this guy keeps cheating me, they'll call the official to stand and watch for that specific match, and he might stand there for a while. And again, that's kind of like intimidation. Hey, I'm watching. You better call it right mm-hmm. kind of a deal. But it's not really an issue in tennis. Yeah. Somebody wants to know, hey, didn't you get called – Tossed while calling a game on the radio. No, I've never been tossed calling a game on the radio. <laughs> that would really be embarrassing. Chuck's friends with all the officials during Lady I mean, Raider basketball game are a first name basis. A lot of they them. They chit chat during the game. They come over. They come. You know. They they come over. I'll tell you one of our 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 one of our favorites is a guy by the name of Roy Guglion. I mean, he always Guglion. He always Julia Guglion. Roy Guglion. He always comes over and, and says hi and shakes her hand and dabs us up and you know it's like. And I'll always say to him, hey, just, hey, if we have, because sometimes we're, we sit opposite of the TV people and they always go and explain it to the TV. I said, hey, if you can come over and explain the, the call, you know, if there's something that comes up, mm-hmm. let us know. And last year at TCU, he was the lead official and I bet he came over to us half a dozen times. Yeah, I'm the only guy. <laughs> <laughs> Need some affirmation. We park near the officials in baseball. Do you? Okay. So you walk in with them sometimes? So, no, we sometimes walk out with them. Okay. And uh, it feels like they're always giving me the stink eye. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they're like, hmm, Monday way you said tonight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know if you meant to say this or not, but somebody says, wedding singer reference, nice jail. I absolutely did. Okay, yes. good job. Yes. Good job. Yeah. Good job. I'm wondering if anybody caught that. Thank you. Man, you are... And you're spot on this morning. This has been the Morning Drive Podcast, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T 97.3 podcasts at double T 97.3.com.